U.S. President Joe Biden just issued his first ever presidential pardons, and in this, to me, seems to be some corruption that doesn't just speak to Joe Biden, but speaks to the United States and the Western world in general. We've been telling you this for years, and today I'm going to expand on why countries that you wouldn't move to are no more corrupt than the one that you're living in now. Joe Biden recently issued his first presidential pardons, and exactly one-third of those, precisely one in three, was to a former government employee who had been convicted of bribery. And my thought on this is, this sounds like something that could potentially be corrupt. Now, no doubt, as someone who's politically homeless, I'm not only against Joe Biden, I'm sure pretty much every president of the United States has some corruption in their pardons. But the idea that one-third of the people in this first batch were people who had worked for the government, there's some kind of relationship there. You work for the government? I work for the government. Uh, That sounds to me like something that is of concern. And it got me looking into something that I've been thinking about for a long time, which is the idea of corruption in Western countries, places where you think it doesn't exist, and in doing so, then say, well, I don't want to move to other countries. I don't want to go where I'm treated best because they're more corrupt, when that's often not the case. Now, if it's your first time here, my name is Andrew Henderson. I'm the founder of Nomad Capitalist. We're a boutique consultancy that helps seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs and investors legally reduce their taxes, protect their assets, and increase their options overseas. I'm also the host of the biggest and best offshore conference called Nomad Capitalist Live. And I've been reading over the years things like the United States' resistance to corruption has declined in recent years as their rankings drop from 18th in one study in 2016 to 27th out of 180. This was the Transparency International Corruption's Perception Index in 2021. That same organization said the U.S. was experiencing threats to its system of checks and balances, along with an erosion of ethical norms at the highest levels of power. Now, no doubt some of this stuff is in response to Donald Trump. Again, I'm politically homeless. I'm not in the tank for Trump. I'm not against Trump. You can also argue that maybe there were previous administrations that they were more in favor with where there was more corruption or just as much corruption that went kind of unreviewed. But the bottom line is you have Western countries like the United States that are dropping the rankings in terms of their corruption. 27th out of 180 is not put at levels of North Korea. In fact, there was a study put out that showed exactly where the the countries uh, were. The most recent one, the U.S. was 25th. It went down to 179. So 25th out of 179 isn't exactly terrible. But then again, we've never been telling you to move to North Korea, Haiti, Libya, Sudan, or Equatorial Guinea. You've never heard those countries come out of our mouth other than, hey, maybe they have one of the world's worst passports. And so you have this impression of your country that I don't want to move in one of those other countries that Andrew talks about because there's corruption. And yet, what I've always said is if it costs a billion dollars to be elected president of your country, your country had some institutionalized corruption. My comment when it came to Joe Biden was, how about a little bit more focus on the corruption in your own country, in the West tending to be at higher levels, rather than, hey, I went to uh, Costa Rica and the police pulled me over and asked for 10 bucks. You know, if we're comparing corruption, I think I'd rather be asked for 10 bucks because, by the way, I don't think I've ever experienced that uh, by and large. Certainly, I've talked to people who, you know, they're driving through a checkpoint and they get asked for 20 bucks. Um, you know, some people have told stories about how they actually did have a couple beers, maybe one too many. And, you know, um, you can we can argue about that. But do I want a country where, you name it, there's systemic high-level corruption? You probably don't want to live in that kind of country. It's probably what's leading to a lot of the problems, which is why Western countries are becoming less economically free, why they are becoming 
you know, worse and worse places to live. They are dropping in other rankings. The FBI says it recognizes public corruption its top criminal investigative priority. In 2019, there was a report that argued that the United States is becoming increasingly corrupt. Again, they pointed to the Trump administration. Okay, you can say some of these people are playing politics. I'm sure there's others that would point to the Obama administration, the Bush administration, whatever. But they also point to the causes of the Great Recession, the failure of the Boeing 737 MAX, and the college admissions bribery scandal. And we've seen over the years, um, where I'm originally from in Cleveland, Ohio, big public corruption uh, was un was exposed about 10 years ago. Everybody knew there was corruption there. Everybody knows there's corruption in a lot of places in the U.S. And by the way, I'm not here to bag on particularly the United States. This could apply to places elsewhere in the Western world as well. And so as I look at all these kind of examples, um, one thing that we talk about here is the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, FATCA, which is basically where the United States forces foreign financial institutions, whether it's a Swiss bank or a Singaporean bank or a brokerage account somewhere else, or now they're even making trying to make it apply to crypto, they make them report back on all of their different U.S. person account holders under severe penalties if they don't do so. And yet, what does the U.S. do? They're one of the highest ranking countries in what's called the Financial Secrecy Index behind only the Cayman Islands. Why? Because they don't reciprocate if, you know, you just, it's just not the same level of reciprocation. Um, Total offshore wealth in the U.S., $800 billion. Now, maybe that's corrupt, maybe it's not. It's certainly hypocrisy. Do I want to live in a place that's hypocritical? I guess every government's hypocritical. But do I want to pay top taxes and have declining freedoms and have my country's rankings in practically every metric from education to transparency to quality of life be declining at a high cost in the taxation front with a high cost of living in exchange to then live in a hypocritical country where uh, my president, Obama, stood up you know, President Obama stood and said, oh, the Cayman Islands, big tax scam. You're number two, buddy. You are number two on the list in the Financial Secrecy Index. And, you know, people complain about some of the countries that we talk about. The U.S. is literally number two in financial secrecy. They're allowing it. Meanwhile, going around and telling everybody else they can't have it. And there have been some insinuations. Oh, and that in being a tax haven, there is some certain corruption that's going on. Now, that may not matter to you, but here's what does. When you look at the United States, the most recent studies that show that they are 25th least corrupt. They're number 25 in the rankings. Who's number one? New Zealand and Denmark. Number three, Switzerland, Sweden, and Singapore, and Finland are all tied. Then Norway, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, and Germany. That's your top 10. Now, in there, you certainly have some high-tax countries. Germany has, for at least the next little while, an exemption on certain crypto capital gains, um, You know, you have Singapore can be relatively tax friendly. New Zealand has some tax incentives for certain kinds of people. Um, you know, these are by and large not low tax. Switzerland, of course, if you're, if you're wealthy has tax advantages for foreigners. These are not really, you know, tax havens per se. People might say, okay, Switzerland has banking. They have a tax incentive, but these are not places where you're going to pay absolutely zero and jump through zero hoops. These are well regarded countries. And so I ask myself, if I live in number 25 ranked United States, where my taxes are just as high as many of these countries and higher than others, like a Singapore or potentially a Switzerland. If I could live in Singapore or Switzerland, have the same quality of life, have much more transparent government. Have you ever been to Singapore? Like the post office is a dream. I mean, just getting things shipped to you either within Singapore or from Singapore. When I was in the United States, I would get stuff from Singapore. It would often get to me faster than stuff shipped from the United States. They run that thing so beautifully. Everything there is run so beautifully. New Zealand. I would argue there increasingly there is some kind of corruption. There are some weird, there's some weird stuff going on down there. But I mean, these countries, for whatever we want to make fun of them as being super high tax, 
By the way, Denmark, Switzerland, um, Singapore all rank more highly than the United States for economic freedom as well. Many of these countries rank higher. New Zealand does as well. So for as much as we make fun of some of these countries, they're giving you exactly what they promise. They're giving you transparency. They're giving you better rankings in terms of where to do business. They're giving you all the things where they say, hey, taxes are the price of civilization. Now, again, you go to Switzerland, you go to New Zealand, you go to Singapore, you may be able to pay a relatively low rate of tax. You may be able, in some some situations, to pay pretty close to zero, depending on how you make your money, depending on your situation. But you're going to pay something, and you're aware of that going into these places. The United States, you're paying a lot of tax. You get practically no social services. You get roads that are crumbling. Uh, you get a passport that, according to our NOMED passport index, ranks 41st in the world. Now, the, again, this is not saying they're number 170 Haiti. But you never thought you were as bad as Haiti. But did you think that Norway was beating you so substantially? Did you think Luxembourg was beating you? They have the number one passport in the NOMED passport index. Did you think, did you ever stop and think that you were paying 40 to 50% taxation if you're a successful person to get a country where you get basically nothing in return? You get a government that's increasingly corrupt. You get a government that's increasingly hypocritical. You have a passport that's been in decline. You're declining on all the studies. And maybe you wonder, is there some corruption that's involved in that? Maybe some of our leaders are selling us out. Now, listen, I'm not here to make political commentary. I'm here to say, if you're ranked number 25th in this and 27th in that and 41st in that and 72nd over there, freedom of speech has really been declining. You can argue again, oh, well, they're just picking on Trump. But the statistics are all trending in the right direction or the wrong direction. And I've been following this since looking at the Economic um, Freedom Index for the first time in 1996. The U.S. is heading in the wrong direction. Some other Western countries, Canada, by the way, isn't doing that well either. You still see New Zealand, and I think I can make some arguments against them, but you know there is you know, less systemic corruption. I mean, Singapore, forget it. Switzerland, forget it. These are countries where they deliver what is advertised on the tin, as they say. Here's what you're getting. Norway's not hiding the fact that they have high taxes. Politicians in the U.S. try, oh, our taxes are rather low. Do you know who has some of the lowest taxes in the OECD, the lobbying group of low t- of high-tax countries that goes around and bullies the rest of the world? Do you know who's basically last on their list of taxation? Colombia. And yet many people who watch our content say, well, but Colombia, very high taxes. Yes, the taxes are relatively high. There are some certain carve-outs, and it's actually rather difficult, much more so than in a country like Finland or Norway than other ones, to fall into their tax net. And so you can invest there, you can live there, and you can stay out of that tax net. And even if you fall into the tax net, yes, it will be a pain. But it's lower than most of the other countries in the high-tax uh, lobbying group. People pick on Colombia, and many of these people are Americans. And they think, oh, our country's moderate tax. Well, no, the U.S. ranks higher than Colombia and a number of other countries for taxation. Um, it's just you're not getting what's advertised. There is this idea, and here's what I want to push. If you like living in the U.S., if you like living in Canada, if you like living in Singapore, listen, if you like living in uh, Equatorial Guinea, who am I to argue with you? And I'm not. But I at least want you to live there saying, you know what? I pay 43% of my income. I get practically nothing in return. And the culture calls me a leech because they think that I'm Jeff Bezos. They think I've got the loopholes Jeff Bezos does. If you don't mind living in a place where you're paying that level, where the culture's against you, where the politicians are against you, where you don't get much of anything in return, your government is about as corrupt. Where, where's the map here? Your government is similar levels of corruption of some Eastern European countries like Romania or Turkey. Countries that people who watch this very channel, I wouldn't go to Turkey. Yeah, uh, they're really that much worse. I mean, Spain who thinks Spain's running a good government? Like, really? Like, that's the model? Spain? You're tied with Spain. 
Um, you might as well go to Poland. I mean, <laughs> you, Malaysia, um, you know, Chile. You're, I mean, like, Uruguay beats you. I mean, understand where you are is my point. And if you live in the United States and you say, or any, again, any kind of Canada falling, if you live in these places and you're like, hey, listen, I get it. I'm not getting what I'm paying for. The politicians are out to get me. And I'm okay with that. That's the price of admission. Hey, fully respect that. But what I tire of hearing is someone who preaches to go where you're treated best is saying, hey, here's a solution. Malaysia. Great lifestyle. Great tax policy. They leave you alone. Uh, I've never been stopped by, you know, in all my years here, the police have never bothered me. Um, you know, I've been to Turkey. Police never bothered Lockdowns in Turkey. Police are there. People are walking around. I live in these places. I spend my time in these places. All right, Malaysia, you can't go there. Well, maybe if you're going to start a billion-dollar enterprise, maybe some of these countries would be a little bit different. But I'm not asking you to start a billion-dollar enterprise. I'm asking you to start your billion-dollar enterprise somewhere else and live for where it's good for living. And are you going to see any day-to-day corruption that exists? Probably not. On top of that, it's going to be perhaps a different kind of corruption that you're seeing that maybe is less harmful to society overall. And oh, by the way, it's really no more corrupt when the experts rank them than where you are right now. So to say, oh, I wouldn't go to this country or that country because it's corrupt is fine if your country ranks more highly. If you live in Singapore, by all means, if corruption's your issue, if you think your government, if you're looking for good government, you probably don't do much better than Singapore. And so you get to talk. It's like, you know, Gary V says, hey, you're doing worse than I am. I don't need to hear your bit. Zuckerberg wants to criticize me. Step right up. I will listen to Singapore criticizing countries as corrupt. I'm tired of hearing the U.S. Uh, telling other countries, oh, they're corrupt. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're taking action. We're going down to El Salvador and telling them they shouldn't have Bitcoin as their currency. Why don't you guys get your own house in order first? And if you're a consumer, if you're an entrepreneur or investor, and you're sitting there saying, oh, I'm in the best country, I'm just here to remind you you're not. Now, I know for some people that comes off as, this guy hates the U.S. No. Obviously, yes, if you gave me a choice to live in the United States or, or Yemen, I guess I'll take the United States. But you know what? That's not the choice that I have. I have the choice of all of the 179 countries and, of course, some others that aren't on those list. Those are my choices. And I can pick whether I want to go to the highest tax, least corrupt place where I get everything taken care of me, for me, like a Denmark. I can choose whether I want to go somewhere in the middle, like a Switzerland or Singapore. I can choose if I want to fend for myself somewhat and just have total freedom, like some countries in Latin America or Eastern Europe or Southeast Asia. I get to choose. It is not the United States versus Sudan. It is the United States, Canada, Australia versus every other country in the world where they are probably scoring more highly than you are. And not only should you know that they're scoring more highly before you decide to stay there and pay their bill for not a lot in return, but you should know that before you decide that other countries aren't the ones that you're looking for. Let's have a level playing field.